After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. Welcome back to Mind Rolling. Boy, do we have a doozy for you this week. Got my buddies, Duncan Trussell, Pete Holmes. It's uh, something we did, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago that I've kept in the vault till now. We did it at the Open Your Heart in Paradise retreat in Maui with Ram Dass and Krishnas and others. And by the way, there's a spring one with Krishnas Ramdas and Sharon Salzberg and Lama Tsultram Alioni, May 3rd through 8th, and there's still spots left for registering. It is uh, something unique. So uh, Duncan kind of took this thing all over. Uh, he was all over it. He took it away from me. He took my podcast away. He renamed it Heart of the Unicorn. How mortifying was that and uh, you have to excuse my laryngitis I had a case of laryngitis at, at a retreat that I was uh, moderating stuff teaching and all that it was a little weird uh, we talked a lot about this whole thing about the physical guru and the guru beyond the physical and we've continued a converse we continued a conversation that we've been having for a year with Pete and Duncan and uh, all of their very wise repartee, repartee. Uh, yeah, so the efficacy of being around a human who is free of stuff, and I talked about somebody that I have uh, met up with, a few of us have met up with in the last couple of years, and then Duncan, I'm going to call it this, we should call it the synaptic cleft of the mind of God. And uh, I'm not going to try and get into the explanation of what the hell that is, uh, but it is something analogous to the freedom of a being who is not caught in stuff whatsoever, and a space gets created, a little cleft in the realities of, of or in what we consider reality. So that's an interesting thing, and... Uh, yeah, they they explained it, uh, or he explained it, something uh, eventually. Uh, it's uh, tantamount to being able to see yourself through the eyes of God. Whoa. Um, it's a riot. The whole thing is just uh, yeah, one of those fun, fun, fun times that makes it... I mean, I love doing podcasts, and... Uh, especially getting to know people that I don't know. And in this case, there's two people that I, 
I know fairly well, especially Duncan. Pete's a little bit newer, but uh, wonderful, wonderful guy. And uh, the two of them together are, are, uh, are certainly a real kick. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. And uh, I want to mention one other thing in my little announcements here. I won't get into all of the support that we do appreciate from from y'all for donations and using the Amazon link. It really, really does help. So I'm not going to go any further than that, except to say that, um, do you remember when last year we worked, we did a whole crowdfunding, we did, it was all in the transition from MindPod Network to Be Here Now Network, and we did a, a whole fundraiser around developing an app the heart mind app and I, I just we've been getting some really wonderful feedback on it and I, I still uh, want to mention to you I haven't mentioned it in a while that you do check it out just go it's it's only on on uh, it's only iOS now because we can't afford to do the uh, the Android version but heart mind go to iOS and just heart mind one word and it's free download it it's got everything on it all the podcasts videos articles search you can search it's very rich you can search for different topics that uh, might be of interest to you um, and one of the things ab about it that's really cool is is uh, there is a uh, like an in-app course called life in balance now we have taken that and expanded it into a marvelous 30-day uh, course uh, that is absolutely uh, something that I would recommend to everybody and uh, it, it's it's just staggering because it's got all of the great people that are on on the podcast network from Jack Cornfield to Sharon Salzberg to Ram Das Krishnadas Lama Suridas I, I go on Roshi Halifax I mean just incredible that is going to be coming up next month and I just wanted to alert everybody look out for it life in balance going to help us all if, uh, to say the least, we could use some balance in these times, to say the very, very least. So here we go. Here's the, uh, my, my crazy friend, Duncan, presenting the Heart of the Unicorn <laughs> podcast and the Synaptic Cleft. Duncan Trussell, Pete Holmes. Oh, and I have to tell you, Pete's show we talk about it in the podcast, and they had thought this podcast was going to be on earlier, but I synchronized it with this one great thing. Pete has got a, a new show with uh, produced by Judd Apatow called Crashing that's debuting here uh, when you uh, first get this podcast, which will be the uh, around the weekend of uh, the, I think it's the 18th it's going to debut. This podcast will be out right around then, uh, February 2017. And so, yeah, let's support Pete. Uh, it's a f I've seen I've seen trailers. It's a funny show, and he's a talented man. So here we go. Let's discover the synaptic cleft with Duncan Trussell and Pete Holmes on Mind Rolling on the Be Here Now Network. Friends, welcome to Heart of the Unicorn, a podcast on the Be Here Now Network, named by Raghu Marcus, who is the oh, here with us today. He is the director of the Love Serve Remember Foundation, 
and the person who runs the Ramdas Open Your Heart in Paradise retreats, where we are currently at this very moment in beautiful Maui at a wonderful retreat. We have an incredible guest here with us today, somebody who is kicking ass on every single level. Well, I don't uh, actually kick ass. Well, I don't know. That would I don't be one know. of the levels, the literal Wouldn't level. Wouldn't surprise me if you if you physically <laughs> kick ass, but right now... Wait, I have to get back to the heart of the unicorn thing because it's really troublesome for me. We'll jump in. He it's changed a it from mind rolling to heart of the unicorn. It's a beautiful name, Raghu. You shouldn't be embarrassed about it. I love it. Uh, we were just sitting with Raghu and he was talking about how his spirit animal is the unicorn. <laughs> and if he could embody everything he understands, it's in the in the grace of the unicorn. Yes. I think that's the name of the book you're writing, right? The yes, Grace of the that's Unicorn. true. Thank you. Our other guest is uh, a hippopotamus. A, a hippopotamus yeah. who also has slow, lazy, dangerous. Who's kicking ass and and is is reached as far as I'm concerned one of the true peaks of stand-up comedy. He's got a special coming out on HBO. And yes, didn't we decide it'll already have come out? Well, it already. So you can so watch it on HBO now. This doesn't help me. Well, <laughs> and that's all he cares all right, about. Well, his show's coming out mid-February. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. and I was using see. comedy, but you can still watch it. It's also, a on series HBO on HBO Go. directed by Judd Apatow, too. Uh-huh. And that's coming out. What's that called? It's called Crashing. It's called Crashing. And that'll be out February 19th. I was completely joking, but uh, yes, the, the HBO special Faces and Sounds is out now. We can say that. It's out now. It's out now. So and, yeah. you can watch that now. But, on HBO uh, now. Now, we, I, I kind of... HBO be here now. Now, reason so if people not to get confused, Duncan has taken over the heart of the unicorn, which used to be called mind rolling uh, podcast, uh, is because uh, whenever you're a disciple as a guru, and that disciple has to allow the guru to take over whatever part of his life is necessary mm. to take over for him to get free. Great. So as Duncan is the guru, he's taken over, as you can tell. So Great. Do what's I your question, sir? Oh, that segues perfectly to what we were talking about before the mics were rolling. Right. Which, which is was you difference. were saying the thing about the body of Christ being Christ. Yes. Very interesting. So this is the idea, because at these uh, Ram Dass retreats, inevitably the topic of Neem Kroli Baba, Ram Dass's guru... And the uh, difference between his bodily form. By the way, I'd like to point out, I am not the one bringing this up. I did bring it up last time. My hangups about it have, have cooled. But I do think there's a valid case to be made where it's like meeting him would have been special. Meeting Christ would have been special. You know what I'm saying? Christ is the number one answer. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Mm -hmm. People say Jesus. And there's a reason for that. You can either meet him or you can go visit a bunch of churches. But, you know, the churches might, you know, well, that, which denomination was going on. We should say, you know, that the con concept here is that the guru, the body of the guru is in the sangha, and the sangha represents the actual guru, yeah, the community it. around it, the church, in, in, in the case that you were speaking It's like about. Batman's real in his fans. Is that what we're saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to meet Batman, go to opening night the new Batman movie, and that energy is, is Batman. Or the idea is that Neem Crowley, the, 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 the body Neem Crowley Baba, the blanket man, as you say. Yeah, Pete, blanket man. Uh, the, he, that, he was a player piano, and there was music he was playing that was running through him that wasn't based. 
right. the physical But stuff. just in the way that I don't say I'm a fan of my radio, I say I'm a fan of the Rolling Stones. That's it. I still need the radio. And again, I'm, play, I'm being devil's advocate. This hang-up has kind of cooled for me. So when we were talking about it uh, on the first night here, we were saying... This is, and I've noticed a lot of the other teachers are going like, Neem Crowley Baba isn't a person. It's a thing. It's an energy. It's a transmission. It's a vibration. It's love. It's Christ. It's, it's, a, it's, it's so much bigger than a man on a tucket in a blanket in Whenever the 60s they say and that, 70s. Krishnadas was just saying that before. Exactly. Exam, and, and as soon as he, he says it, I go, that's very nice. Yeah. But there's a place in it that uh, you and I both know that had we not, uh, us, Right. Because we needed it somehow way more than whoever else. Right. Or we had the good fortune mixed into that need. I don't know where the fuck I even That's my, that's exactly it, is this concept of the guru being, um, looking out my eyes right now, as Krishna does said, um, is being taught to me by people who met the guru. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So here we are, love it or hate it, we're in a unique predicament to try and recreate spiritually and even imaginatively an experience with a thing that doesn't have form for us. And even if Krishnadas poetically and beautifully talks about how it's looking at our eyes right now and it's not a person, if Neem Kroli Baba walked in at that moment, I'm pretty sure we would have seen a gray-haired kirtan singer lose his shit. You know what I mean? And that's the comedian's perspective. It's like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I've been in my car. I talk to uh, Maharaji all the time. But it would be dope as fuck if he came in. I, I'd like to touch him. What's your what's your uh, what's your saying? How do you like your gurus? I like my gurus dead. Dead. Yeah, that's Why true. Why do you say that? We were talking about that off mic too because, and this is going to sound like I'm trying to discredit them. It's not at all true. If a guru is alive, there can be a sex scandal, or he can start harboring guns or something, and it goes sideways, right. and things get a little bit ugly. If you got a Jesus disappeared between twelve and. 33, basically. Yeah. But there's one story of him as a child, and then he's starting his ministry at 30, actually. Yeah. And that's nice. If Instagram and Twitter had existed, we might have found out that Jesus was really into nitrous oxide or something that we just don't oh, so, like. So you're, you're, you don't like what? You don't like okay, nitrous wait. oxide? I, do, I, I enjoyed <laughs> nitrous oxide when I was younger, sure. But, uh, but wait, what, wait, wait. I have to. There, please. There's a caveat here. We ain't talking about gurus. Gurus are. are Pretty much a dime a dozen everywhere. There's, of course, in the West is the, you know, the, the guru. Doctor Oz is my guru. Yeah, Doctor Oz is <laughs> sure. You know, um, you're a different case, by the way. When I say you're my podcast guru, I am totally, absolutely serious. Well, about as that. your guru, what, I have to correct you. That's so guru. That's okay. so guru. But when they're the only just reason, say Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only reason that we can gather and that that heart comes out that absolutely envelops these 400 people that we're with is because this being doesn't have, there is no possibility of any desire, any attachment. There is no duality. And when I first met him, I was blown away. Holy shit. This is like, there's yeah, but no... don't you think those, you see those old photos of Neem Crowley, Bob, you think he was always that way? I wouldn't have any idea. I think, uh, knowing... Because there was no Instagram and no Twitter. What a letdown it would have been if he was, you know, being well, something that we didn't want. Him I mean, about. he was a family what... man, so he had, 
you know, children. He had three children. Right. And Here's, so on. I, this is what I think is like way worse than finding out this person you thought was holy sucks back nitrous oxide, smokes cigars, whatever. It's like a it has bad taste in music, isn't really that funny. Yeah. What's this is Jesus wearing a Nickelback shirt. Yeah, exactly. You pray to this? Way worse than getting around <laughs> Jesus Christ and realizing he's kind of a dick is to get around an actual guru and realize that now you've got the thing you've been looking for. And here it is. And I say worse from the perspective of the ego. Because if you run into a person who's claiming to be a guru, who has disciples who say that they're a guru, and they're like clearly full of shit, then the ego, that's a victory for the ego because it, uh, it underlines the cynicism and negativity that most people feel when it comes to the concept of the guru. But the reason I like my guru's debt is because, man, to run into Neem Karoli Baba and get uh, steamrolled psychically like you guys did. Oh, that's interesting. Is so inconvenient. Inconvenient. Yeah. You know, it is if you if you want to do whatever you were going to do in the world. Yeah. And then you come to someone who rips your virtual. No, it's reality like you you love the story of Paul on the road to Damascus, getting struck blind and yes, falling off his donkey and all that stuff. Yeah. And that that's what you're speaking to. I that's an, that's another great reason to want your gurus dead. Or or and but then when you realize the idea that oh well actually though here's the real problem is now it's gotten even worse because you're not in the physical presence of a guru. Now you're surrounded by some kind of guru that's made up of little nanobot gurus, which are all the people who represent the sangha. So it's the difference between standing at a waterfall, maybe you're sitting in a bathtub, because now you're in a, surrounded by these people who are saying again and again to you the same message in all these different ways from their own perspectives. You know, it's funny. I don't feel that way, though. I like this community quite a bit, but I I disagree and agree and as much, you know what I mean? I meet a diverse group of people that represent these teachings in different manners. Yeah. I, I, not, I'm not putting them down. No, I'm he's talking this. about you, you know, you meet a live quote unquote guru and then you're faced with having to deal with the phalanx of devotees around that guru who are interpreting everything in one different way or another and usually through their minds. Let, let me get let me get neurological on you sons of guns. Yeah, uh, you already said nano. You know box. about this you know about the synaptic cleft, you know the synaptic cleft. Synaptic cleft. Mm. So where is consciousness? One of the big questions, one of the most important questions, not just spiritual as far as spirituality goes, but it's a good science. science yeah, yeah, very important question because if we can find where consciousness is then we could theoretically advertise in it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you could put an Amazon portal in it. You could. So no, if we can find out where consciousness is, then theoretically you could at that. You, you might be able to uh, upload it to it. the internet, extract it, duplicate it, digitize it, whatever. So we don't know, but we do know that synapses, the, the places where uh, impulses move through the brain, uh, they come together and there's a little space in between them. And this is called the synaptic cleft. So this, these, obviously not a neurologist here, but the energy jumps through emptiness. It jumps through emptiness. So what you are manifests inside of the connection of these two different places. It's the, that's where the energy comes together. Right. So yeah, sure. You run into people wherever you go who are like, 
who've done stupid things or maybe are, have like are annoying in their own way or whatever. I don't even mean annoying. I just want to be clear. I, I just kind of mean like, oh, we look you at that ate differently. Him. You ate everybody at this retreat. <laughs> you, you ate everyone at this retreat. You no, I just sometimes you quietly like, disagree with somebody. But, that's, <laughs> but it's, the, it's that space. This thing appears in between. This thing appears. I don't know what it is. It, I see, yeah. It's got a flavor. Yeah. It has a. It has a. Or a, a it is re- repetitious in its characteristics. It has very specific characteristics. That's a very specific kind of sense of humor. It has a right. very specific. These flavors are recurring. They yes. keep happening again right. and again, even though it's in this weird ethereal sort of way. That's it. And yeah. that has a. Uh, these characteristics remind me of the stories of Neem Karoli Baba. So that's where it's happening in this ephemeral way. And yet there, there it is. There it is. It's, it's like in the way that you, your molecules get replaced constantly and every seven years you're a different person. Why do you remain you? It, it, Rob Bell yeah. points out, who you just met? If you keep replacing the parts of your boat until you've replaced every part, why do you keep calling it my grandfather's boat? Yeah, that's called, the, <laughs> the, that's the ship of Theosophy. Yeah, that's right. The, this is my grandfather gave me his boat, and then you replace the deck, you the replace Aussie the wheel, story. and then it's a completely different boat. But you still call it my grandfather's boat. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I got to tell you, my wife. Maybe she won't listen to this podcast, but if she did, she'll probably kill me. <laughs> Why? Um, well, as you both know, you know this is kind of private, but it's not. I did a podcast about it. It's not that private. We did meet a being in India, contemporary times. In other words, in the la- over the last couple of years, few years, and I, I won't even. I have no idea what it is or what it isn't. Except, it seems pretty absolutely free to me. I'm talking about the efficacy now of like being around the thing that one of these beings who is not at all attached to the things that we are t- he ain't us okay that much i know <laughs> and i the 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 way that i can spend like five days not thinking about myself not thinking i'm talking about true be here now not not the aphorism the reality i'm not thinking about the past i'm not thinking about the future i'm not thinking about myself in any way i'm not no judging no nothing and as a result of just being able to be in the pool of whatever that thing you just described is, right? You just described it. What's the name of it? Syn- the synaptic cleft? Yeah, the synaptic. I, I went to the synaptic cleft for five days, let's say, <laughs> and just yeah. luxuriated. We're lu- it's luxuriating in the synaptic cleft. Cleft of, okay? the, of the mind of God. Yeah. And, and you know what? All I would want for anybody is for them to be able to you know, do that for a day, okay? Just do it for a day and see yourself. Talk about seeing through the eyes of God. You know, the, the, this, uh, we were just, uh, three of us were just at uh, a, uh, a talk with Krishnadas at the retreat, and they were talking, he and David Nickturn actually were talking exactly about what we're talking about now. David was giving his... Uh, his uh, experience with Trungpa Rinpoche, who was also just an extraordinary free being, mm. and Krishnas, of course, about Neem Karoli Baba Maharaji, and uh, 
and I just love this thing. We've known about it for a second, but see ourselves through the eyes of love. When Maharaji looked at us through the eyes of love, we were able to be that. So when you're in the zone of somebody like that, you get this huge hit, like like a psychedelic. When you know you're beyond any of your mental, you know, at some point you just break through, right? Right. And you're completely present. Yeah. And it's just light, and it's just ecstasy, and it's just love, and the connection with everything. That is what this thing is. And the same look is looking out of everyone's eyes. So whoever I'm around in that moment, and, and that happened, of course, with Maharaji. And it's this, uh, by the way, Larry Brilliant wrote a book. You, you must read this book. It's called Sometimes Brilliant. Larry was one of the people who was in the uh, WHO program, and they uh, they got rid of smallpox oh, yeah, that's due right. to Maharaji. Send him to Delhi. Go join you the UN. UNO, go join. And he went there 15 times before they they actually hired him through a weird it's a it's all in the book it's beautiful wow. and and he really in detail tells what i'm trying to convey here the the enigmatic nature of the synaptic cleft synaptic of cleft of god and and it, so it's a beautiful thing um but uh one of his big biggest experiences was he said shit i knew that it's this guy's job Right, Maharaji's job is to love everyone. He just naturally does that. But suddenly, through my eyes, I'm looking at everyone and I'm loving everyone. I didn't never love everyone before. That's what occurred. That's what the the power of the transfer. And Ramdas was talking about that today too. Maharaji shared his heart, and I I got his heart. I came back. I shared that, so it's then heart to heart. To I guess heart. that brings so it's it's obviously it, it's got to be the right being. I mean, you know, if if the being is still attached and he's doing crazy ass shit like you know, he's getting right. enjoyment with sex or whatever it is. God forbid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't enjoyed uh, sex in years. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be a great That's weird old man. I, I can't wait. <laughs> What's wrong with enjoying sex? Yeah. Well, I think he means in the way that I, I was referencing earlier. I mean attached, if uh, it means anything at all. It's when the ego yeah. starts to creep into the, you know, the yeah, I love I, the source family, and I, I'm not even sure this is what happened in the source family, but typically what happens is sex or guns or both oh, right. make every cult that seems so cool go bad. They start fucking 14-year-old girls, and next thing you know, their God ain't so great anymore. You know, the... um. Yeah, right. That 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 is a, a, always hilarious how that that can happen. It's the third act of every cult film. Yeah. Did you see okay, Holy Hell? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same Look, thing. But back to I just want to make the point because it's absolutely true that it is unnecessary to uh, to I think it, what it is necessary it is necessary to have a trusted teacher at the very least. I mean, just for everybody that's listening sure. to this. It is unnecessary for to meet a siddha, which is a being that is beyond duality that lived in a body, basically. Mm. It it is not necessarily necessary for them to have a body to contact people. That uh, it, that happens, and it happens from them. But at the same, and then it becomes yes, we're here, and that presence is 
is just sitting amongst these 400 people. Well, and I, but, I, but sorry. having said that, the reality of actually uh, the reason why that's happening so beautifully in this thing, and this isn't you know nothing to do with ego or anything, is the fact that uh, many of these people that are here had that ineffable experience with that with a body that was beyond duality. And Ramdas is that's exactly what's happening. He's going from heart to heart to heart. It's spreading in and then that combined heart is what you're talking about. The Sangha becomes the guru. Well that, yeah. that's what I like about what Ramdas said. He it gave me chills. I I loved it more than anything. He goes Maharaji's the fisher fisherman. Yeah. I'm the lure. Yeah. And he goes, and you're the fish. Yeah. And I was like that's why I'm not struggling with this. Again, I, I like talking about it because it's interesting to yeah. me. There does seem like something like like my dog. I was writing about this the other day. When I come home, my dog will have the socks and like one shoe, and he's kind of smelling them. And, and I'm like, oh, look, he built a little shrine for me. Yeah. That's not for my ego, as you just said. Yeah. It's just like, oh, he missed me, and he's smelling me because he yes. wants me. You guys met the master, and that's fine. I'm the dog sniffing the shoe. I'm okay with that. That's fine. One way to meet the master is to meet the master. Another way is to smell the shoe and go, oh, he's, he's pretty active. He, you know, he's this way, he smells this way. All the information that a dog gets from a smell, that's fine. I've I'm not coming from a depressed place as I was last year. I'm cool with it. I do like, I do get some enjoyment out of going, still pretty nice to meet the master. You know, you can, you can smell cookies randomly walking down the street. Or you can make some cookies, and you guys like made cookies, and you're like, "Hey, look at these fucking cookies." What, what about this? Let me, let me <laughs> let me throw out a possibility, Pete. That's what about good, this? It's a good. But what if the, th the idea is that the game that is you're playing right now is a game where you're smelling the master's shoe, when in, in reality the master's wearing the shoe, but you want to pretend there's nothing in it because it's too much. Mm. It's too much. Yeah. It's like just too much. Just the shoe is enough. I, well, no, it's too much. The, I don't think it's any accident that every single mystic says some version of this story, which is that it's here right now in you, completely accessible. Krishna's in the heart. Hanuman's in the heart. Christ, wherever two or more, or wherever two or more of you are gathered, there I will be. Now, Jesus got tricky. He was like, you need a friend. It's a buddy system. But you Jesus. can think when Jesus said that, you can think, did he, was he just saying that as a kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'll be, it'll be like smelling my shoe. Yeah. He, when he's like, when two or more of you are gathered, you can, you'll smell my feet. No. He said, there I will be. Yeah. And that means he's there. It's there. The energy's there. The Christ consciousness right. energy is there. So I think that it's easier to imagine that... Yeah, well, you know, we're smelling shoes. They like got to like rub his feet. But what's maybe the ego, or, or what's terrifying to me and probably pretty pretty rotten, is the concept that it's like. No, the shoe is the thing. This is it, it, this is just. As can I tell no, you? You can't see the foot in the shoe. Is yeah, that what it's there. It's you still, can't. You yeah. can't fathom I'm the possibility. I'm not saying you can't see it. I'm saying that you don't want to see it because yeah. you want. It's better to be the. I asked. I'm sorry. Like, it's the first step to waking up is realizing you don't want to wake up. I asked someone. At, here's something embarrassing to say, but of course the name of the podcast is uh, "Heart of the Unicorn," which means 
I, I, I was talking to so I was talking to a friend at Burning Man, and I said to them, "Do you think world peace is possible?" And I think that's a really important question. And they, they were like, "Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. It's definitely possible." And I said, "Well, why do you think most people don't agree with that?" And he said, "Because if you agree with it, then now you have a responsibility mm. to make world peace happen." In the same way, if you um, if you start to allow yourself to believe that, no, that this there. isn't just some invisible fucking imaginary friend these hippie acid head freaks are yapping about, but in fact, this is some kind of uh, whatever you want to call it, something that some transcendent truth that happened to like take on a human body, like a, a inflated a body for a second. Yeah. And then. Well, that is what I believe, by the way. I, I, what usually when people say, I think you're projecting, it's, it's aggressive. I do think you're kind because what you said about you don't want to meet him because oh, it's inconvenient. Let me tell you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, for, for sure. But I'm not saying that. That's overwhelming. I don't have that hard of a time or certainly not as hard of a time as I used to maybe a couple of years ago with magical thinking and, and believing in all this stuff and oh. getting into it. You made me think of something that I heard in church when I was like 15, back when I went to church with my parents. And the, the pastor, this is brief, was doing this talk about this guy went up a mountain and his friend turned back. And the guy was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the top of the mountain. And it was dangerous storm. Fill in your own details. It doesn't matter. So the guy is alone now and he goes up the mountain and he runs out of oxygen, just like his friend said. He's like, you don't have enough oxygen. We got to get the fuck out of here. He's like, well, I get it. And so he realizes he's going to die. So he starts going back down the mountain and he's going out of his mind because he doesn't have any oxygen. And every once in a while, every like thousand feet or whatever, he'd find an empty can of oxygen and it'd suck on it and it'd suck on it and it'd suck on it, hoping for some life-giving puff that would help him get down the mountain. Yes. They found him dead. The punchline <laughs> to the story is they weren't empty cans of oxygen. He was so delusional from the altitude sickness that he didn't know that his friend was leaving him full mm. cans of oxygen. Mm. This is the story of Jesus. It is the Christ. I believe in the Christ. It filled up a man named Jesus so we could fall in love with it. This is bhakti. We yeah. want to cherish it. We want to touch it. We want to whatever. And I'm, I'm into it. I commune with it, as we were talking about off mic, all the time. And that's great. I'm not even going to say it, but also you met one. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That, Pete, that is so absolutely perfect. Because it's all just... Absolutely, whatever any one person that everyone gets exactly what they need, yeah, you know. And somehow, I mean, I look back at my life, okay, this happened. I mean, a lot of us talk about it and go, okay, we were really screwed up and we needed someone to absolutely pound us on the head, you know. Plus, we were awfully good luck, you know, I yeah, mean, if you can call it, there's no luck, but just that. And then, and it's happened, it, you know, there's been a couple of other beings. And, and I thought, well, you know, my God, in one, what do I need? How much do I need? <laughs> or is it also partly that, you know, I mean, I know you guys now. You know, we're doing these podcasts, not seriously, only because Duncan, you know, you were pushed to, to follow up with me, to make it happen. You made it happen. And there's a tremendous amount of people, obviously, that are, are aware now of, the, of, of what this is only because something impelled you to do this. 
And to me, it's nothing more or less than Maharaji. That was your role. That is your role. It's an ongoing role. You you came along, and Pete, and you know, we had a whole. You created a dialogue around the idea of what is this, <laughs> you know, and can you just discount that these people did meet this being? Yeah. No. Can I say that shit? I'd like to meet this being, of course. Yeah. And at the same time, since the year that you were here last, Thank just some of the last. things that you, <laughs> some of the things that you've said to me. In terms of uh, what we were talking before of experiences that both, you know, both uh, both of you have had around Maharaji, and the way in which it's easy for the mind to go, that, well, that's not, you know, it's uh, you know, God knows, I might have taken a hit before that happened, or whatever, <laughs> you know, putting yourself down, and then you casually say, yeah, I don't really know that I have any kind of real, <laughs> I haven't had a dream, you know, and. I'm, uh, but I, you know, uh, I do talk to him all the time. <laughs> I go, I said, Pete, why are you talking to him all well, the why time? Why don't you tell them what you told me about what Ramdas said? Now I'm getting very complicated about the role of the imagination in talking yeah. to oh, Maharaji. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you where that comes from. You want to talk about a shadow in my heart, which we were mm. also talking about. But I said that on my podcast. Krishna Das pointed out that I have a shadow in my heart, which I agree, which I'm getting rid of, from a time when I did not believe and pretended to believe. And now that I'm in a believing place. It still hurts me sometimes to believe because I'm like, this feels like I'm walking down the bullshit path to bullshit island where we eat bullshit all day. And I don't like that place. Yeah. So I remember, for example, brings up the memory of being at a retreat like this, but a Christian retreat. And I'm not saying that with any fervor or anger or, or pain or ugliness towards right. them. But, uh, you know, I'm in high school and people would talk about speaking in tongues. And I would go back to my room, not at a place like this, not this nice, but a shitty place. And I'd go back to my room and I'd kneel alone. They're off playing volleyball. And I'd start crying, trying so hard to uh, pray in tongues. That's you know nuts. I mean? That's like when you heard you could come, but you couldn't come yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want it in. I want it in. Okay, that's just put me into a whole other uh, zone. Go on. But it's that yearning and that yeah, what was what was my point? That yearning and that pain, I didn't want to fake it. I wasn't going to go, right. even though I sometimes Sounded do that good. now, because it's fine. I don't mind because Terrence McKenna does it so casually. I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'll do that yeah. too. That's fine. My heart is softened in that manner. But I'm like, fuck you. I, I'm a creative person. I'm a talented performer and improviser, and I was at the time, and I could have faked it. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk in tongues unless it's like, a fucking tsunami swelling up in me and then it spills out and I'm like, uh, hallelujah, he right. is risen and the Holy Spirit mm. descends like a dove because I'm not fucking around. So similarly, when I tell you that I don't think I have a Maharaji story and then tell you a Maharaji story, if it's me talking to an image of him that I hold in my brain, I go, it's not an involuntary Maharaji story, which I think might be the point. It's a practice. There. That's, <laughs> it. that's it. And that's what Ramdas talks about when he says... I talk to Maharaji in my imagination. People, people go, your imagination, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But he said, and basically he says that it's a practice mm. and that eventually there is another plane of consciousness that I am on with him that has nothing to do with projections, guilt, judgment, mm. anything, you know, as you just described. That's interesting. You know, so, but that's it. It's a practice. And it, you know, it's part of the practice of bhakti yoga. And by the way, 
we've got to say one thing here because we keep talking about Neem Karoli Baba and Maharaji, which is his nickname. This is what that being represents. Is it's not a singular thing that you know uh, people need to gravitate towards that particular man in the blanket. What he represents is uh, an Islam Suryadas, who you both know. When he first met Maharaji, he wasn't in the room. He was in another room. So when he first got to the house where he was to meet him, the people said, just sit down. This is where he usually sits. Just meditate there for a while or something. People were chanting. And then we'll, we'll tell you when he's ready to see you. So he sits there, and he has this extraordinary experience of Maharaji, what he called the big Maharaji. Not that focal human body, but what that thing represents, which is so many names, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Buddha mind, pure love, unconditional love, however you want. You know, there's so many names, and, and none of them do it justice. Mm. So he had this extraordinary experience. And they said, okay, time to see Maharaji. Mm. And he went in, and there's the focal human body who was playing with him and joking with him and doing... And he was like, oh, my God, because... He had the essence before he went into the room to meet the he physical thing. He smelled the cookies thing. before he ate the cookies. Yeah, he smelled <laughs> the cookies before he ate the cookies. I love that thing Ram does. You know, you got to find the beloved. The got to find jar. your box of cook, your cookie jar. That. Yeah, no, it was well, so that, great. So, oh yeah, ahead, so please. I just want to say that. So th this is any, this is a, 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 a I, I mean, psychedelics is always the easiest way for me to, to give an analogy of what that thing is, that thing there in, in that, that. I would say that's the yeah. best tool of psychedelics is it gives you an experience yeah. you can't describe. Yeah, exactly. So it's that ineffable thing that you get to on a, on a great psychedelic trip that you experience and you, you then trust that. And then, you know, when, when you experience it either in a group or alone in a music, whatever way it may happen, or another being, then you you absolutely have a reference point. Mm -hmm. They become a reference mm -hmm. point, and that reference point is what we're talking about, not Neem Karoli Baba. That you mm -hmm. gotta go worship Neem Karoli Baba. You know. So I just want to make clear that that's a good it. thing to make clear. Yeah. No, this, this is, is nothing to do about that. This and, is a brilliant yeah. continuation of what we were talking about this time last year. Yeah, that was. Yeah, you know, it's really that. It's yeah. funny sometimes because I'm in show business, where we junk and I in show business, obviously. And we know people, and we hang out with people that people want to be with. Like Sarah Silverman is, is on my show, for example. Yeah. And I love Sarah. And when you're with Sarah, you feel that energy that people want to come and say something to Sarah. When I'm in the row, the same row as Ramdas at the last talk we were at, you see the same thing. I don't know if it's because I'm more familiar with it. Like you, you kind of have your feelers out. Like, but you see people wanting to talk to him and all that sort of stuff. But I love that story that he tells about when he saw Maharaji. And everyone's clamoring for him. And he didn't go over because he was like, that's, he got what Lama Suryadas got yeah. in reverse. Yeah. He met the body first. Then he realized it was the essence. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's why I have these little fantasies and I, I don't think I'll do any of them. But I'm like, oh, what would I say to Ramdas if I talked to him this time? And I wanted to be like, I'm always with you, but now I'm with you. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. This is yeah. the this is the fermentation of some of the seeds you guys planted in me yeah. a this year is, ago. Here's this. This, this is, is exciting follow up for me. This is from uh, chapter seven, 
text 23 of the Bhagavad Gita. And it relates to what we're talking about. A shloka? What? This is a shloka. <laughs> this is from uh, uh, Pandit Ji. Chapter 7, <laughs> text good, 23. And uh, uh, it, so <clears throat> it's about like God being in everything, basically. So this is uh, relating to the idea of like pe- this cult of celebrity, yeah. people wanting to be around celebrities, that being drawn towards someone's particular shakti. As it's called, mm-hmm. and definitely certain celebrities. Have Can I to, interject? Yeah. You help me understand. It's like, what is the fantasy? Yeah, that's something you unpack. You think you're going to go up to Rondas and he's going to grab you and go, "You're the most enlightened, important person I've ever seen." That. There's something about you, and you said this brilliant to me. I've been holding on to it for years. Then what? What are you going to do? Right. Then what? And well, Jesus comes out, and and Krishna, whoever, exactly. like, you're the guy. Okay, well, that's it. what that's do you do? The, and that's the pro. I think that's the problem of fixating on the material person, because you're always going to get you're always going to get disappointed, and it's always going to. No, no. Sure. Fixating on material people has nothing to do with singular. Well, let, me the, let me read this verse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's really good too. Um, okay, so this is from chapter seven. Of the Bhagavad Gita. Our Gita. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods, and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods, but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. Now, of course, they're using the term planets, but the idea is uh, where your attention is, that's where you'll get pulled into, which is why when you run into people, celebrities in particular, you'll notice they have an inevitable orbit of people who are slightly like them, mm. mimicking them, acting like them, taking on their characteristics, their mannerisms, behaving in ways they think the celebrity would want them to behave in, saying the things they think that will make the celebrity like them. And that's the importance of where you place your attention. Mm. Because if you stick your attention on someone like Neem Karoli Baba, Maybe you'll start acting like that person. Maybe you know what, what I mean. Acting like wow. what person? You'll start acting, acting like, like him. Crowley, oh, Baba. oh, seeing through the eyes of love. The point is where you get sucked into his orbit. His orbit, his planet, as they're saying. Yeah, here. yeah. Right. But even more importantly to me, more implantly, more implantly <laughs> to me, and more understandable is the idea of like, and this is why I like what Krishna Das said. Your favorite cookie is going to be in your cookie jar. To keep using the cookie analogy. Right. So the idea is, and what you were saying, oh, it doesn't have to be Neem Karoli Baba. I like the idea of opening yourself up to the possibility of a romance with something that's bigger than Neem Karoli Baba, bigger than Ramdas, bigger even than Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Something, nah, you know, some, Sarah Silverman get into this. <laughs> just joking. That was my celebrity thing. But, oh. yeah, that was weird. But, but, but the idea you can like, just opening yourself up to the idea of a romance, because it, it is a romance with something that fills up and inflates people. Mm. Like, I love what you're saying. You, you've, you've done it again, Duncan. I, every time I talk to you, you give me something that I'll hold on to for my whole life. Krishna! It's the, it's the importance of where you're pointing. Because you can point towards this, this, or this, or this. If you're pointing towards Neem Karoli Baba in the body, in the spirit, whatever you want to do, you have, even if it's me imagining, 
that when my dog mm-hmm. stepped on my balls, yeah, yeah. he's toying yeah. with me. Yeah. Even if that's how it starts or wherever it goes, yeah. it's the devotion. It's the it's where I'm pointing my compass, and I'm going. That's where God is. I'm heading this way. Yeah. yeah, and that's the that's why they call it the mercy of God because God is so merciful that it's oh, is this the language you're speaking? It's like when I go to if I were, were to go to a country and demand that everyone start speaking English, I'd be the biggest asshole on earth. So, in the, or if I were an alien super intelligence going to another planet and expecting people to communicate with me based on whatever my particular form or culture or, or, or technology was, yeah. that would be insane. The, the but, aliens in Arrival were not like that. They were just like, figure it out. Oh, they see, those are dicks. <laughs> but the super intelligence, Krishna, as it's called, is so merciful that it comes to you in exactly the thing that you love most. And that's where it is. It's right in front of you. It's the, well, yep. I talk about that. I talk- you need most mm. love and what you need. There's no other reason for these beings to exist in anyone's consciousness, except that whatever you need to become free and is going to happen Everything that happens, you know, this, that's what, you know, this whole thing around, um, it's all perfect. And yet, what? We have so much suffering. Look what's going on in this country right now. And yet, it provides a, uh, it provides the mud that, as Roshi, remember Roshi Joan Halifax? The mud oh, from God, which the yeah, lotus, lotus, yeah. Mm. So, the that is what the these beings have no other business except to uh, make that such a an extraordinary transmission of awareness, mm. and so with that awareness, the shit burns away, mm. you know. And then the judgment of other people, the lack of compassion for ourselves, all of it, it goes. And that's the only reason that they that that they exist at whatsoever. So, uh, as usual, Guruji, you are correct. Ah, great! <laughs> and that's all that matters, friends. You have just <laughs> you all just spirit, 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 spirit at the end. You've listened to that's an episode of Heart of the Unicorn. Uh, oh God! Formerly <laughs> known as My World. No. Pete Holmes. Thank you, Hornheads. Uh, amazing podcast. You made it weird. That's what uh, it's called. And you can watch him on HBO. You're not admonishing me. Two, a series on HBO and a stand-up special. Yes. Yeah, it's very exciting. Thanks, Raghu man. Marcus, if you don't like Heart of the Unicorn, you can also listen to Mind Rolling Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe to the Be Here Now Network. Spread it around. Tweet about it. Love yourselves. Eat some delicious cookies. You don't have to worship some brown blanket dude. You can find your own blanket man, which for me is Westworld. Oh, we can talk about that.